I think she's lost the plot again. Is it Mimosa a class? Where am I? <laughs> she's constantly drunk. Oh yeah, she's constantly drunk, but you love her. Ow! Georgie and friends. Should we have Prosecco? <laughs> oh, she's lost it. Georgie and friends. And friends. Oh, she's only gone and done it. Georgie and friends. She's in Montpellier. Baba Con. Georgie and friends. And friends. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking snorted again, for fuck's sake. Hey, welcome back to Georgie and Friends. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you just heard our theme song, which for us is still new, but uh, you know, yeah. this, this is an episode. We're not hearing it, but you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are here in New York, we're on the road, we're having such a good time, aren't we? Are. we? Yeah, we always have fun adventures in New York, and we're here with a friend of Georgie's, which is the concept of the show. Oh, Georgie God, how shocking. A friend of mine. With Maria Brito, who's an art advisor, curator, book author, expanding the definition of a contemporary art. I just read from her Instagram. Wow, that's sure. <laughs> I, I, I love a lady with lots of slashes, because I'm the same. We love her like a... And she's very beautiful. I'm now just kind of clocking her outfit, and um, she's very well put together. If only you could see. I love the jewelry. <laughs> I love the cuffs and the watch. Oh, hello. Thank it's you. It's fantastic. Hello. <laughs> With that introduction, I can't, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, <laughs> wow, thank you, bye. <laughs> but it was to show how intelligent you are and then you're the perfect woman. It's brilliant. No, I love it. And, and the whole concept of my show, which I don't think I've actually said on my show yet. Right. So I want to start with You've this. You've just been doing it. Is that um, I really want to just spread the message to people. Like I know there's, a lot of people suffering with depression, anxiety, or people that don't want to leave their homes because they feel they, they can't, or the people that are lonely and stuff, and they feel like in a place of, ah, life is awful. And I want to like spread the message that you never know when you're going to meet someone in a really random way that will change your life for the better and in a beautiful way. And Maria and I actually met on Instagram. Yes. And I remember when I saw her Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I feel like I'm going, I'm traveling around the world and I'm going to all these art shows and seeing all these things, but I'm not actually doing any of that. I'm just seeing it through you. And I was just, every morning I'd wake up and I'd look at my phone. I'm so inspired by everything you share. And then... Through that, I don't know what you thought of my naked, <laughs> naked, funny Instagram, and you don't even have to mention it. But I'm very grateful because it's always funny when you meet someone. I'm not, I, usually I meet people in life, but this is a world of social media, and Maria and I met on social media, and then finally a few months ago when I was in New York, maybe a month or two, and um, we finally got to meet up, and I was like, I hope I love her as much as I love her Instagram. And I loved her even more! me! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, you know, and that's funny because you were able to... It's funny what social media can bring. I mean, you know, I'm old enough to, you know, that social media is relatively a new phenomenon to me. And I don't, I don't take it all that seriously. It's interesting to me. But um, you were able to step into that, that, uh, that world that, that Maria is putting out there. You know, by going to art shows because you've actually done that now. You, she took you to the Met this week yeah, um, so for the first time, and uh, what a great, what a great experience! You know, to connect that way. You know, I think that for me, social media has opened up an entire new world of people and experiences, and it kept me and it keeps me connected to people that I love and I don't get to see that often. Sure. And it has also opened up new ways for me to see other people's lives, including yours, because Georgie and I couldn't be more opposite in so many things, yet we're so close in so many others. And I think that the beauty of the positive parts of social media is that we are all humans and we're all connecting. Yeah. And that is, for me, the biggest positive and the biggest plus of something like Instagram, for example. And we're sharing our experiences. We are. And also, I feel that 
in recent months, there has been this incredible uh, attention and focus on mental health for people who are connected to social media too much and seeing things there that aren't necessarily the truth of yeah. how is it too much curated of a life. This person is always flying on private planes and wearing diamonds and do they never suffer and things like that, right? right? But we're all people. I mean, everyone has their struggles. But yeah. I believe that for younger generations uh, who are, they grew up with this. Right. It's their it's reality. It's very difficult to oh, determine God. what's what. I yeah. can't even. I can't even comprehend because you know I was bullied so much as a kid, like for, uh, into the current. Um, but like, but but being like a, a kid, being bullied and stuff, like kids are mean. Kids don't have like the mentality to like understand other kids, and they just mean in ways that just don't make any sense, and it's awful. I can't even imagine being a kid growing up with social media like that's just like it's also amplified it's, it's just but it's also so easy to step behind like even like like my, with my Instagram like people reporting my pictures and stuff if it wasn't anonymous people wouldn't do it but they're doing it in this way that it's just like being mean and they like anonymously report pictures and they do these things and they like and then also other people that I don't even know write comments and whatever and and it's easy to do that when you're behind a fucking computer screen or an iPhone or whatever yeah. but like the you, anonymity you, you, or protection yeah, yeah and it's just I like kids today like like cyberbullying or whatever they, yeah. they call it it's I can't I can't even imagine so I'm glad on a positive note, that we have the opposite thing exactly. happening right now exactly. is that we've created an amazing friendship through the cyber world. Yeah, this is this yeah, this is the positive side of, of the connection of sharing human experiences and saying like, oh, I'm fascinated by what you're putting out there, the places you go, because um, obviously you know you have a huge following on social media, as does Georgie. Um, so, I mean, it's just interesting to me that it's just. I never joined Instagram until I had a podcast, you know, it's, and I, you know, I, I like taking pictures, I like photography, um, I don't really care what other people are doing in their lives, and I remember I had a boyfriend um, that was obsessed with social media, you know, loved Paris Hilton, you know, like, and when she liked one of his pictures, and he was like, oh my god, Paris Hilton, my, my life picture, is <laughs> you know, and he, and he would just like, and he was basically photographing my life, you know, because I, I was taking us to lovely places and yeah. restaurants and trips and things and, but, and he was very, he would check all the time, you know, even in like, uh, AA meetings, which didn't oh. take for him, but <laughs> at that time, but he was you always and your looking addict, at lights. He loves an addict. <laughs> I this do one. love an addict. I do well, love I, an addict. Well, send, I love... Send, send nudes. I'm interrupting. <laughs> I'm interrupting. No, I'm interrupting. No, I, what, I love, what I love so much um, <laughs> is that when we like finally actually got to meet, you, you were even more amazing than I predicted you to be, which was already amazing. But then also that you got me. And the oh, two yeah. of us, it was just, it was like just house on fire and the stuff... Uh, the advice and the hilarity and whatever we were talking about, it was just, it was all there. And it was, and it was also a positive experience for me to be like, oh, wait, so people that don't know me on social media can actually get me. Because I feel like a lot of people mm -hmm. think of me in a different way than, because when you don't know me, you can probably judge and do all your, whatever you're doing. So it was, it was nice to know that you saw the side of me and my dad as well she's always like oh, she's like your dad funny. is amazing i'm like yes he is it's true <laughs> i got to know you first but actually in, in person you know like i didn't i hadn't really looked at your social media when you jumped on top of the couch that i was <laughs> <laughs> that i was sleeping i didn't know on. he was on the couch <laughs> he That's was covered by <laughs> But, but, uh, but yeah, so I got to know you as a person. And then I saw your social media. I was like, wow, okay, she's a lot of fun on there. That's great. But I, you know, I like the idea that the way that you, I think that there is a level or um, a moment of maturity, too, in your life where you're going to present yourself as you are. Yeah. And the, the point, I guess, of a place like Instagram, too, is to inspire and elevate 
and to also create different views of seeing things. So I, while I do know, because I have my own struggles and I have been on this planet for a long time and I have kids and I have a husband and I've been married for a long time and I have been through shit and back, mm. I think that it is also important in a world that is so cruel as mm -hmm. ours mm -hmm. to put some beauty out there and to create narratives that spark conversation around beauty and history and art and and that's what i do and by by the same token i think that i appreciate georgie's incredible joie de vivre yeah. she's out there and she is honest and she is naked and she is doing crazy things that i am thinking wow this woman is quite brave to get there enjoy it and still be so human and so funny and down to earth and having her hand in all these different projects and doing a bunch of interesting things that make it more endearing to get to know her in person and see how cute and interesting and and cultivated she is yeah i can't stand somebody who has no culture sorry nah. you know it's like fuck that you know don't come to me and do not have anything interesting to talk about i mean she's a singer a musician an actress she is you know, from London, she has the spirit that is European, and and, now, and also works in the art world, yeah, and has just a wide array of interests. And I like what you said, joie de vivre, because that is something that Georgie puts out on social media and in life. I mean, she is she is filled with with joy, you know, and that doesn't mean that you're joyful every moment of every day, but that you do put that out there, and I think that you help bring joy to other people it's my it, it's definitely like my default emotion and uh, i love it like so maria took me uh, a few days ago two days ago to the met we had like the most amazing time and um and i just had like goosebumps all over my body i can feel them now just the energy of the met and the art of like the ancient greek works ancient roman works like all the ancient works but then also we went to like the new exhibits of the guitars and everything there was like pieces of a Jimi hendrix guitar or like a broken kurt cobain guitar or pete townsend and da, 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 da. it was just the energy was just so amazing and so overwhelming that maria looked at me and she was like okay we can either like find another room or we should go and get a drink and he's like <laughs> we're gonna go and get a drink because <laughs> i got I can't, like, I want to appreciate everything um, that I see and that I feel from this magical art. Um, so then she took me to an amazing hotel. And I'm a hotel snob just because I grew up in London and I've seen the best hotels in the world. But this is a great hotel. The Mark, sponsored by oh. The Mark. It's <laughs> one of our sponsors. Let's not mention the hotel we're in because it's not one of the world's right. great it's hotels. It's not sponsoring anything. No, no, no. But no, it's great. And then we got to, you know, have a great drink and, and, and chat and everything. But yes, it's just amazing seeing you share the art and everything and the, the, the passion of it all. So how did it all begin? I love finding out Where like, are you the beginning from, story. Yeah. I was born in Venezuela. Okay. And I moved to the US when I was in my early twenties and I went to school here. And then Where? I moved to New York. I went to Harvard. Lovely. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I went to Harvard just, just but you're one of those people comments. who wants to avoid saying it uh, it's not that uh, I just think that you know you don't, I don't want to make my life or the story of my life around that or sound like that's sure. what it is you well, know it's I a went great to, thing I went to Penn which is it's even better oh, <laughs> oh my god um, no no, I, no Harvard it is, is lovely actually most lovely. of my family went to Harvard it is lovely but, um, it is lovely and, it's and, it's, an, and I love uh, Cambridge it's, it is it's a, a very, beautiful place yeah. to be. It's very, uh, it's cute and it's boring too. Well, um, I'd lived in Boston for a year and I was bored. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was also my first year out of college and it, I was very aimless. Um, I was writing a book or whatever, was I, whatever I was doing. I was, it's a little pressure I was to be, finding to be myself. so so centered when you're just out of college, to be honest. So I, I was literally finding aimless. myself. I really yeah. wanted to go to Harvard just because I was obsessed with Legally Blonde. 
<laughs> you, but you didn't become a lawyer. But I did not become a lawyer, and I did not go to Harvard. So carry on with the story. It's okay. I so moved to New York. After that, you moved to New York. I moved to New York, and this is a great and I was town. never bored again. Yeah, yeah. So this is a great town. I'm from here. I was born in New York. Um, By the time this it. podcast comes out, I'm living in New York. <laughs> <laughs> she can speak. And make things happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, she manifests. Yeah. Georgie is a good manifestor. Speak things into existence, like yeah. Jay Z, right? Love that. Yes. Mm. Oprah, The yeah. Secrets, all of it. <laughs> I believe in that. I do too. I do too. I mean, I think you once if you do put something out there that you want, a very successful people that I know always would tell me like, you know, just visualize imagine what you want and think about but be really specific about it yeah and then and then yeah, and the steps not good towards it, it. Is, is don't just think like i want to be famous or i want to you know produce a movie like you're not like be really really specific and that's when you'll start that's when you'll it'll start happening he's speaking to me <laughs> <laughs> No, but I just remember, like, there's, I was thinking of a couple of very of people who who said this, and I didn't quite get it at the time. I was probably like in my late twenties or whatever, and and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll just you know manifest. Uh, but I wasn't being specific enough, you know. Yeah. It's like I I knew what I wanted to do, but I wasn't like. I always seem to like manifest things. That I'm like, oh my god, I thought about that and it happened. Yeah. But I didn't like consciously manifest it. But I was like, oh. I knew that was going to happen. But then, yeah, I'm not specific enough. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always like, I just want to be famous. It's a, it's a so very, it's good sense. advice, you know. And, and, and it's hard. It takes time, I think. It takes, like, maturity to really kind of get that. And so that you can, you know, just, like, focus on your goals and be specific about them and, and see how one might lead to another and all of that. Anyway, it have worked you, for me. Have you always been an art enthusiast? Like how? So when you moved to no, New York, No, I moved to happened? New York and then I was working, doing all the things. And I met my husband, got married, and I... Where's he from? From Brazil. Okay. Oh. So do you, do you speak both Portuguese, um, Brazilian Portuguese and Spanish? We speak mostly English and, and Spanish at home. And, but my kids understand Portuguese really well. But you well. met here, here in New York. Uh, yeah, we met here in New York. Oh, I love that. So, and your and your kids, how many kids? I have two. How old are they? Eleven and eight. Oh, and nine. Sorry. Beautiful. Eleven and nine. That's yeah. so. That's such sweet. Yeah, like, they are two boys, very sweet. Oh yeah, they have. They're not. They're not too angsty yet. <laughs> that's that's coming later, maybe. Yes. Well, sooner than what I want because it's New York City and we are in 2019 and things have been quite fast. Yeah, that's true. So, Everything's accelerated. I I grew up in New York, New York. and yes. I did everything early before than anybody else. Yeah, it's like would. I, did, I and drank, I did drugs, you know, went out, whatever. I was the opposite. I was but a was, late bloomer. It was great. It was good. I think ultimately for me because when I finally, you know, when I got to college. I saw you know people like you know falling away like casualties you know not and you were not interested. Well, they were just like experiencing freedom for the first time, or just like drinking and blah, all this. I had done it all before, and so I, I <laughs> I'm wasn't... doing it now. <laughs> I, I I didn't get um, you know derailed by by that because. You'd like already it, done it. Yeah, I was already. It was everything had been accelerated. There was no novelty. Yeah, well, that's a good way of seeing things. I'm not uh, sure how I feel about that with my kids, but one well, way no, or the other. Are, no, if they're own kids, you you want them to be safe and you want right. them to you know. Of course, I you do. Know. <laughs> no, yeah, one way or the other. But yeah, so I got you know married and I uh, had my first child, and after that I was like, you know what, I really need to open my own business and do this art advisory thing that I want to do so badly because I had been advising my friends informally and saying oh let's go see this artist and at the time it was no Instagram no Twitter no nothing communications were kind of slow so I had a Blackberry and I'd say let's go see this on a Friday I think you should buy this artist and then two years after that artist would explode or things like that and you would look out see like what's what's new at this gallery that gallery and, and you would just yeah and you would share it with your friends i would share it with my friends but it you know i i did have an art history background and grew up surrounded by art and a family 
that appreciated art yes. as a collector or as a hobby, not as a job. And as I realized more and more that it was so close to my heart and my eye and my intuition to work in this world, that's when I took the decision to open my own business. And when I saw also how my, my friends were coming to me for advice and literally multiplying their investments faster than if they had put the money on, on the stock market. Yeah. So I went ahead and did it and it i think it's been the most liberating and fascinating and wild thing of my life because whoever owns a business knows that it's blood sweat and tears oh yes and yes. when you're yes. creative like you are and like yeah. you are your head is always spinning in a million directions of amazing projects you want to do and things that you want to do and embrace the world and so little time, so much to do. Yeah, and I used to have, a, you know, a coach who would always tell me, you suffer from the curse of the creative. Yeah. You're amazing at so many things, yet when you're amazing at so many things, it takes a lot of discipline to hone in the one thing that right now is going to make you money and it's going to give you your power and make you an, ex an expert and whatnot. Yeah. So... It's it's been incredible. It's been uh, you know ten years, almost eleven, and I was very early in this experience of putting together collections and curating collections, and I was lucky also enough to have the beginning of this business alongside with the beginning of Facebook and. I didn't join Instagram as the first person. I came late to the game. I came maybe six years ago or whatever. But I feel that through the power of connection and showing and sharing too, because I am also sharing a lot of young artists that then become famous. And I'm, I'm sharing them on Instagram because the truth of what we were talking about of accelerated times is not only about New York alone, it's also all this combination of social media and oh, streaming so and quickly. things and everything is fast. Yeah. So the path of an artist who became famous, you know, 40 years ago, it probably took 30 years. Now it takes three. You yeah. know, they are going from 2,000 bucks to 200,000 and yes. there are auction houses and rich people. And if you throw in the mix that you have people in Asia buying and you have people in Europe and you have and all of a sudden someone's a sensation in Art Basel or whatever everything yeah. is like crazily accelerated and it's irrational too it's like it's the same thing uh, irrational exuberance is a term yes. of the, of the markets too of it, and this yeah. is like irrational exuberance so, but I was lucky that I opened up a space for myself when a lot of people weren't doing it and I also had the curse of the creative to help me out because I write and I produce videos and I have written books and I curate exhibits and I work very closely with my clients. So I think that the idea of being crazy, slashing my word with all this, this art advisor and curator and book author, and it's, <laughs> it's also helped yeah. to create a much better experience for what I do, for my clients, for myself, for my social media people. If you're following closely what I do on social media, you can actually make money. Because if you go and buy the artists, the young artists that I'm posting and visiting, and then, you know, I mean, it's not about the making money. It's That's actually not what I try to convey to people. But my clients usually come with this idea that they want to enrich their cultural lives, but yeah. also they don't want to waste their money. Right. And, yeah. and there are a lot of, yeah, getting the you know, bad art and what scam artists. What do you artists. look for? What do you look for in an, in an artist that you get behind? I think that it's a combination of things. First of all, it has to aesthetically please me. It mm -hmm. has to be something that I jive, that I go with it, that it makes me, it makes my eyes say, well, this is good. Something that excites you and, excites and engages me. you. And engages yeah, me. Yeah. And I that's truly important. I 
then I want to see if there is concept behind it. What are you saying? Is this just art for the sake of decorative art? Or is this your experience as a black person? Or your experience as a trans woman? Or your experience as a refugee? Or your experience as an immigrant? Or are you talking about optimism? That's very valid. Not everything has to be suffering. It's interesting, yeah, because I, I used to have, uh, like, uh, uh, my parents are just, they're not art artists or anything, but they're like, they've always had great eyes. So I was always like, brought up in this world of art and my sister's an amazing artist a lazy one and I can say that because she knows it but um, <laughs> but she but like I've always just been in that world and I used to always just be like art just needs to speak for itself I don't want to hear what what was what it was behind it I don't want to know your concept I don't want to know how you did it I just want to know if I like it when I look at it or I like how I feel when I'm around it or whatever. And then when I started working in the art world for a little bit and I was like actually selling art and stuff, um, I realized that the more I learn about the art and the concept and the way it was made and the way that their brains worked when they, or the way they felt when they were doing it and everything, the more I fell in love with it, which actually ended up helping me sell the art because then I'd share those stories and I realized that sometimes like, the more you know, the yeah. more you love it, which is great. I'm, I'm, I'm um, intrigued to know because, like, I know you know that I'm an art muse, so I like pose for sculptors, um, paintings, and, and artists and everything. Like when you're um, selling art or when you to see art and anything, do you think about like the the person that inspired it and stuff, or do you ever ask and stuff? Because it's such an interesting thing that most of the time people don't. Their brains don't even go there. They don't go like, oh, this sculpture was of, of a woman. Like, you don't, you know, they, they, like the really, it, who was the, the really, yeah, the really, yeah. especially like the really famous old sculptures and stuff. Like, no one doesn't doesn't say underneath the artist's name. Oh, Georgie posed for this. You know, it doesn't. You know, it's just interesting. Do you, is that something you ever think about? I do. Inspired I do by very or? much, and I I think that it goes uh, both ways. Meaning, if you see something that is impactful to you regardless of who the model is you're gonna have a connection with that mm -hmm. but i also given what i do because i'm a professional of the arts i have to many times inquire who's that because artists normally do not paint from imagination and right. they don't no. sculpt from imagination they either do it from photos or they do it from models or they do it in a way that actually they have to find first an image that they can go and then tackle a canvas sure. or go and create a model for a sculpture. Right. And the interesting thing is to add to what you just said is in a month ago I was in Paris uh, at the Musée d'Orsay and they have for the first time put together a show of the black models that were never recognized because they were black. So we're talking about Monet and Manet and Matisse and we're talking about wow. the people who post for this artist in France specifically and who have been the most under-recognized in French art history. And oh, wow. The French take art history very seriously. Oh, sure. And it's absolutely paramount to their history to, to incorporate their daily lives, even what they talk about around certain aspects of art. So each one of the works in this exhibit has been accompanied with a specific caption of who is the model. And wow, it's oh, incredible. That. It's I it's moving. A lot of these things happened post slavery, and the artists were painting scenes of slavery that they had to reenact with models mm. that they had taken from art history books, or from, I'm sorry, from history books. Yeah. And it was a moment where I really had to think long and hard because a lot of, most of the, those models are gone and dead. 
we're talking about paintings that are 120, 200 years old. Exactly. They're all dead. They're all dead. <laughs> yeah, they are all dead. They I, might be. Oh, wait. No. no yeah, yeah, they all are. They are. I stand correctly. Rest in peace. And um, it is beautiful. Yeah. You know the amount of energy that you get when you look at a painting? Because it is you and a million other people have stared at that painting. Mm. So there is always that transmission of energy, right? There is a transmission of energy of you and the artist. There's a transmission of energy of you and the model. Yeah. Yeah. So I... Connecting through time. Connecting through time. I think people dismiss a little bit how important and profound these experiences are. Because we just live too fast. And also, you can't not stop every second to think about what's the energy surrounding you. And you might think that you don't believe in that. And But the truth is... We well, are, it's happening. It's all a cycle. It it's a cycle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Our bodies will disintegrate and they will become earth. And right. they will become soil. And they will be in the sea. And then our... Descendants will breathe the air of the very same soil. So it's all a cycle. Yeah. And that's why art to me is so incredibly moving and inspiring because it's one of the very few things that if preserved and it kept in a proper place, it can transcend centuries. Yeah. I mean I think I think it's interesting. Georgie's had this experience and I think that now I'm, you know, seeing what it would be like. Like going to a gallery or a museum, like with you, who's very knowledgeable, especially if it's like an exhibit that you're particularly interested in or know something about. What that's such a lovely thing. Like my my mother's uh, best friend was an art dealer, um, only recently retired, um, and what she you know I went to France with her, uh, you know, and also just museums and galleries all over the world. And it was such a pleasure to go to a place like that. With it really her is, is because the she knew something that you get about the. Yeah. She would just talk about the artists and who they were and why and you know and just give some context. So it was more than just like that's a pretty painting. Because you know? usually I do, and it's funny when that. we were when we were at the the Met. Like, um, I think that was it. The first we went to the guitars. Was it the first? Yeah. One? Yeah, and she was just like Geordie. You need to hurry up because <laughs> I literally wanted to know every little thing about the guitars. But like, like music is is something of, of my life, so I wanted to know who I could feel like the tingles of 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 the talents of all right. these musicians and everything. Jimmy so Hendrix, I just wanted to know Prince. who everyone's guitar and and, and and instrument was from. And then she like rushed me through eventually. And then when we got to like some of the other rooms, I was just like. Walking through, I just wanted, to, I just needed to feel them and to see them, but I didn't need to know mm-hmm. the backstory about it. And then um, when we got to the fashion stuff, I was like staring at the, it was a, there's an exhibit called Camp that I was just staring at everything, and I was just, oh my god, I need to own all these outfits. This needs to be my wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been like, I went to the Jasper Johns exhibit uh, at the Broad in um, LA a while ago with my friend Shauna Rising, who I'm sure will be on the show at mm. some point, and she's obsessed with Jasper Johns. And this was the first time in my life that I've been to an exhibit where I've spent 20 minutes at every painting. Wow. Because, and, and at first I was like, are you fucking kidding? I wanted to like, like punch you in the face. And then, and then I realized that the more she told me about like, oh that, oh yeah, that's Merce Cunningham's hand, and that's the, the, the thing of this, and the da, 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 da. The more that I was like more inspired and like found it even exactly. more amazing than rather than like, oh this is nice, yeah, great, you know, and like and I learned like how much this abstract would you call it abstract? Abstract artist well, has inspired yes. so many other people. Yes. And uh, but he's also very uh, he's instrumental in moving the needle from the post war to contemporary yes. and game at yeah. the point of where there were people creating like Warhol, etc. Yeah. And he brings this idea of seeing the American flag from so many angles. And there is depth to that because if you think about the history of this country, it's uh, it, it does touch on many things, some of them 
that nobody should be proud to talk about, like slavery and all the wars that have been initiated. For there's a lot of darkness, a lot of darkness in American, in American history, history and world history. I mean, the, in world history, but if, you, if when we are here, then. You know, we look at our. And you, are, I was just. You know, you guys, oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see, but she's actually wearing oh, American flag colors kinda. right now. Well, there, it actually <laughs> reminds me more of British flag to me. Well, yeah, um, because of the, the both the, the same colors. Well, it's, it's the same, same colors, line. but yeah. it's just like the design yeah. of it. Seems you know, I feel very, very American. Don't get me wrong. I have this is my home. I have been here for too long now. And I'm extremely proud and to say... And your kids were born here. And yeah, they Americans. were born here, and I'm extremely proud to be a naturalized citizen. And I am extremely happy of everything that this country has given me. And because of that is that I feel more invested in, in, in actually looking at American history and being able to talk to my children and to talk to my born and raised American friends about things that... Five years ago, we were not talking about. You know, but it's mm-hmm. it's a weird time right now. I mean, we have a president who's demonizing immigration and mm-hmm. immigrants, um, which is really what, whatever your politics are. It's just it's annoying. I mean, both both of you are immigrants. My mother was an immigrant. Um, there's like this is a nation of immigrants. I'm intrigued you know? as well because um, I've talked about this with all my American friends. I was I like at school. I didn't learn anything about American history. Because I guess in 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 England, well, America right. isn't even fucking history. It's you should go new. watch. I never. Right. I was. A, I never. So people talk You're too about. You're busy like, learning about the Tudors. Even and the... yeah, yeah. I, I learned about the French Revolution. Sure, and I learned sure. about World War Two. Like, and well, there's the colonies. They exist. Well, remember, they exist. but I didn't really learn about this stuff. So I remember even like um, doing Blame the Hero. Yes, that's my um, series. And then yes. like the whole like. Um, um, Lincoln assassination and all this stuff that we were like reading, they're like talking about it, and I was like, I like, I, I, usually I'm, I, like, like, I, I, like there's things I'm, like I'm, ge- I'm, I'm geographically challenged. I, have, I'm, I don't cook. I'm not like I would be the worst housewife of life. There's things that like I'm not good at, but usually I feel like I have some kind of not. I don't usually feel stupid, but I felt stupid in that moment because I was like. I didn't even know Lincoln was assassinated. I didn't know he jumped off the stage. And we didn't learn about it um, at school. Did you learn about American history? I did because I am. I'm also, uh, you know, I'm a South American, so I had to. And oh, yeah. also, when I I'm moved here, no, I moved here, but I remember also that America is the child of England who left and did better. So that's kind of hard. Mm. You know, on a on on English, a British <laughs> ego. That's well, why I don't celebrate the Fourth of July. It was the day we lost a lot so of land. There is my child. Well, it's very large. You know, I mean, the, the United States is a large country. It's you know, a lot of people. And I was a lot of territory that yeah. did not belong. Yeah. That was acquired. Acquired. Yeah. Or you know, or taken. Taken. But that doesn't mean any, like, this is the thing. Nowadays, we really have to see things differently, in my opinion, if I may. And to think about the idea that the opportunities that this country has given to people like me are unprecedented in history. Because if me, myself, to be honest with you, I would have landed in London, it would have been five times as hard. Because the openness in which I was received here and people Mm. believed in me because I'm honest and I have a specific set of talent and I abide by rules well you're smart and I have ethics Mm -hmm. then this even the exact same me with the exact tool set and toolbox would have landed in Paris or in London I would have never been who I am I think that's true. I mean, I think that the access to, uh, to success and and the, the the welcoming, you know, like if you you found a community that that embraced you and allowed you to thrive, you know, obviously. and that community was mostly formed by Americans. See, and I want the people to know this. I am the American dream, and I have no problem saying it. I was just about to say well, that. I, yeah. I am. And I have been welcomed by huge celebrities, mega CEOs, 
billionaires in their living rooms and they never looked down on me. They never mentioned my accent. They never even thought I was less than or more than. Uh, you know, I was able to buy a house here. I was able to open a business. I got and have published. Support and I, yeah. every person who lend a hand to me was an American. Not saying that foreigners didn't or immigrants, but if I am to make a guess, 95% of those hands were American. And That's I'm beautiful. very proud to say that. And I am thrilled also to have had the vision not to remain small. Because that happens sometimes when you move to a foreign country yeah. that you're so scared mm-hmm. and you want to stay so attached to your own little world in a way because you're opening up your wings and opening up an entire new culture. If I would have stayed in my, I just hang out with people who are like me, I just hang out with the people who are speak like me or look like right, me, right. then I would have never had... Well, that's another thing you have in common with Georgie. Mm -hmm. I mean, Georgie's living her, you know, version of the American dream as well. She, she, you know, took the leap of faith to move to this country and make her, you know, continue her career, but like expand the horizon. Yeah, and it's interesting because, um, uh, like, I don't want to like go into too much detail about it all, but I'm on my third visa now. I have like these three-year visas, and. each time I've had to renew it, I've had some big tragedy happen. So I've just rushed into having like an extension and an extension. So I haven't gone to the green card yet. But I promised myself when I got my second one that when it came to my third one, because I knew I'd be beginning of my 30s, that I promised myself that I'd think about it and be like, okay, Georgie, is there something or someone keeping you in America? What do you really want? Because I'm not good at looking at the big grand scheme of things. As you said, I'm, I'm a joie de vivre, joy in the moment. I don't know what's going to happen, but it feels good right now, so I'm going to enjoy right. it, whatever. And um, so when it came to renewing it for the third time, I was I sat down and I did what I told myself I was going to do. And no, I didn't. At that time, I did not have someone that was giving me here. Did not have something. But the thought of leaving America and leaving my home, leaving my... Cats leaving. I have, I have so many friends all around the world. Georgie, I'm friends. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have what I've made like lifelong friends. I have way more friends in this in in, in America that I've made in this intense time of my life. When I, you know, I, I, I didn't. I never left the family home. I just left the country. <laughs> <laughs> so I had all the adjustment of that, like coming to America and everything. Never done my own washing. My mother spoiled me with all that stuff. <laughs> um, but the, the thought of leaving, I just, I was like, I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm meant to be here, even if I don't have something keeping me here. I, the thought of well, it was unfin- I'm sure unfinished business and, and uh, yeah, you, and you know, it's not even that because it's, um, you know, a, a good friend of mine, um, who I will have on the show, and I won't say his name right now, um, because we can reveal it later. But he like left LA, and he was saying he was like, everyone has this whole thing that like if you leave LA, it's like you're giving up. It's like this dramatic thing, like, oh, I didn't make it happen. Oh, she couldn't make it happen. No, it's not. Like, sometimes, like, LA is not for you and you find a better life in another place. So it wasn't that. It's not unfinished business in any way. I just fell in love with Los Angeles or I fell in love with America. It's where you want to be. No, actually, right now I'm living in New York City (laughs) in Manhattan. Yes. (laughs) But, no, I love love America. And it is, yeah, it really is the American dream. Like, in England... The class system's still very prevalent, and um, and I had always always sort of felt it, and I sort of played up to it because I never pretended to be posh. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking stand off from late in it. That still has an argument. I mean, it is unthinkable, but it's it's all it's all there, and so I was like used to sort of that like looking down upon. But I loved that I was like succeeding and achieving so much, even though I'm not from like upper class family or whatever. are you not? Oh, I thought you were part of the real family. Like, yes, I'm... Oh, come on. Oh, yes. <laughs> Prince Harry is my brother. You look, exactly, <laughs> you look exactly like you fit the description of how 
how the monarchy should behave. Uh, <laughs> you should see what I'm wearing now, that guy. Exactly. <laughs> There's only one nipple out. It's allowed. Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think both are out. <laughs> but it is. I do know. I do really, really like the American dream. Is like this. Like a like this loose term that people just sort of throw out there. Right. But it really is. It is a thing. You're not. You're not judged on where you came from. Well, I guess like all the stuff that in the world is happening right now. It's stuff. But like you're not judged. Like you're not judged from like your family and your upbringing. If you've achieved something great, you're allowed to be. You, you, yeah. you've had the dream and that, and that people re, people respect achievement and things like that I mean it's true that we are going through a weird time and I don't want to dwell on it no don't on, talk about politics but I just I feel like there's, there's something happening that is like tearing at the fabric of our society that's very disturbing to see you know and I with with, with it's going from it's going is. on both like both sides both like England and America but We've it got can't plenty things really, it can't really be that the work of one man is going to well no no, it's, no. And it's not, no but he's exposing oh yeah it's opening are, up a lot of uh, silos and but I I still believe in the not in in the idea of having noble hearts in America and people who are valuing the the very long history of immigration yeah it, it's a country of immigrants i know that the president has says that he would rather have the people from norway than any of the people who come from the south of the border but i also think that he's actually is using the words that he's using as a distraction to issues like gun control that is the problem yeah that is yeah. you know he so, just doesn't he doesn't and i don't i, and I, I think I, the true really, american spirit I don't, will yeah. live on and i know, don't want to i really i really like i could like go on a big rant about the politics and what's going on in the world but that's not that's what that's not what it's i know i know I, I'm intrigued. So, have you made art yourself? Like, how did it begin with like the passion for art? Uh, you like, know, was the... it was the passion for art. I think it. Uh, yes, I was very artistic as a child, and like Picasso said, everybody's a child. Everybody's an artist until you're told not to, right, or not to be, and that is the truth. I think that my parents were not very supportive mm. of my uh, artistic endeavors, mm-hmm. and I think that my passion comes from having this exposure from an early age to art but as let me make you a very cultured child or let me cultivate your aesthetic literacy or or your visual literacy through all this art and trips that we're going to make and we're going to meet all these artists in their studios and it was very interesting because I grew up in Venezuela in my early years, the there was the moment of kinetics and up art, which was huge in South America. And this artist then moved to Paris because that was at the time the important place for them to be. And it was a very beautiful time for me to learn about art and to also appreciate with my parents the trips we used to go come to New York to see the Met and see the Guggenheim and go to the MoMA and we would go to see Broadway plays and things yeah, like that. It's amazing. So <laughs> that is, uh, I think, the the part of the reason why I, I felt this was my calling is because I think that also I relate to the emotion that goes behind the artists and their struggles or their successes for the reasons that well, you know, I'm a woman, I'm an immigrant. I have seen bad things happen in in my own country. I have suffered I, and I at the same time, I like the idea of seeing things that move me. I, I am into beauty. I, those things are mm-hmm. important to me. Art is so important and sustaining and inspiring, whether it's music or theater or, a painting or a sculpture. Yeah. I mean, I think that just gives us, you know, life. And there's, and there's sometimes, you know, I go to galleries and I'm like, I'm like, God, I'm so moved by this, but I would not want it in my house. <laughs> you know, I'm, I would not want to look at this every day because right. I don't actually find it ex- aesthetically pleasing. But Something might but be too it, disturbing it, it that you'd want in whatever, and, and I'm always, yeah, I'm always so, like, the the energy and the, the essence that I get from... Like what? Like what do you think? Like, 
where do you find the different tag? I feel like everything I see on your Instagram and what you're following and everything, I, it's 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 usually always aesthetically pleasing. It, it makes me happy. It's colourful. It's it's joyful. It's 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 got the Georgie vibe, if I can call it that. Right. that. But um, <laughs> but and then sometimes it's things that I'm like I'm like I don't want to own it, but I I appreciate it. I like it. Like how, like wh where do you think it? Like what? What draws you to mostly to the the, the stuff that you find? Like, because you have, it, it must be tough. Because I know myself with the theatre. Like last night we went to see Mean Girls. And we had such great time, and I was so impressed. But often it's really hard for me to see plays and movies and stuff because I'm so trained in it all mm -hmm. that like the critics in my brain just in goes it. like yeah. Ah, yeah. Like, like it criticizes things even though it's fucking great or even just thinks about like oh so they shot this then and then, then oh I just noticed her hair moves and the continuity mm. was ruined because like, 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 like so how like when you've got like such a training and a knowledge in art like how do you find what you know is going to be successful how do you find what you know you love how do you find what the clients want like like what's the is it all instinctual? I feel well, like it's instinctual. I, I'm, very, I'm very intuitive, but I also think that what you see on my Instagram is one-tenth of what I actually see because I see sure. a lot of art, and I am so incredibly lucky to live in New York City, and whoever, whoever doesn't know, New York has more than a 1,000 galleries and more than 200 institutions, including museums and not-for-profits. To seal that... And they rotate shows every, galleries rotate shows every eight weeks or so, museums every three to four months. So I'm never empty-handed, if you will, yeah. in, in, the, in the space of being visually stimulated and seeing things. But the truth is, you might see 400 posts on Instagram, but I have seen 5,000 things that year right and I also travel the world and I go to art fairs and this and that. no I have um this is the thing I learned my way to not be overwhelmed uh for two very important reasons one of them is because it's my job and my job is no different <laughs> than having somebody go to the moon on a rocket ship I mean like if an astronaut gets crazy and says fuck this yeah, it's over, right? I mean, people... <laughs> so I, if I am, like, in the midst of an art fair and I say, fuck this, it's too many people, I hate it. Yeah, sometimes I hate it because I it, think yeah. it's, like, a lot and I have seen 20 art fairs in one year or whatever and I'm tired. You're just not in the mood for it. I, I might not be, but I am still going to plow through and do it Good. because it's necessary, yeah. right? I do it on my behalf, sure on behalf tough. of all my clients right. and, and because I... I think it's crucial if you're going to hire me or even for myself to be on top of these things to get what's happening because art is about having your finger on the pulse of culture. Totally. And artists are always the first ones to forecast and foresee what's coming next because oh, they I are very that. honest. Yeah. So artists have their heart on their sleeves and visual artists in particular and musicians too and you know actors and performers but visual artists have this freedom to put things in a relatively quick way because it's, it's it might take less time to produce a beautiful canvas than to make a film or things like that I mean songs can be made very quickly too but the point is this whole thing of this this black renaissance we're experiencing right now was already brewing a lot in the art community and there are no coincidences how much support black artists from a lot of different genres have received not from people who are kkk i'm not talking about those <laughs> right. i'm talking about the other side yeah. right the black renaissance has a reason and it's also because first of all for many years they didn't have an opportunity and they were silenced or not encouraged or did not, period, did not have the opportunity, financial or otherwise, to be supported. And then they've been quietly working for so long and it comes the time where we have somebody like Trump 
opening up all this crazy racism yeah. and phobias against everything that is not part of the white supremacy. And then you have this artist coming stronger and more powerful and you're having more support and you find hip hop and you find it in on TV and you're finding in people who write amazing books and literature and you're finding in visual arts. It is an, an amazing time for like under, uh, you know, represented communities who are now like being able to tell their stories and like, you know, with Pose or, yeah. um, you know, just like with uh, even trans just, people of color in the 80s, you know, that that story. I was, I was here then. And even just with, with, with emotion, like not even talking about politics or race or any of that stuff, like... I know myself as an artist, when I'm going through the most fucked up shit, I end up writing the most amazing stuff or creating something or shifting as an artist in myself, getting stronger and so it's it's all it's all part of the like yeah, pain pain is yeah, pain, I mean, pain and struggle is something that like, brings it out in, it, and adversity in artists. Can can really create amazing I'm intrigued. art. I'm just looking. We don't have that much time left, and I, there was one thing I was really dying to ask you about. Like, so being uh, being an art muse and um, and um, working so closely with artists, that a lot most of, most of them actually that I'm working with right now, it's very like figurative art. Mm. And um and um and and realist um, I'm terrible with the term figurative is the term yeah so in it and and it re- like the skill like you know I might work like like Tanya who I don't know if we, when we're gonna release them with you would have heard about her yet or not <laughs> she's that a sculptor that you work she's with. an amazing Tanya sculptor she's like my LA mother and um and like like we work so closely and we're working so closely on this like big piece right now and just seeing the skill and the time that goes into it. And then I'm like, it looks great. Babe, like, calm down, it's fine. She's like, no, but they're, they're, she'll find something else and something that's wrong and something that's off. Like the time of going into like the definition and like being like so specific about the body and making it like me. Cause I've inspired a lot of art, but then like now that like, like this piece currently, I'm, it's, she's making me rather than just inspiring. Like it's, and the skill and everything, it's just, it. it's just, it, it's amazing and it's an amazing process and everything, but it doesn't seem like, um, figurative art and that kind of art is, is, um, very prevalent and, and out there right much, like that much in the art world and stuff. It seems to be more other stuff and, and I'm just, I'm intrigued because it's like art that's like selling for millions that probably took like not very long, but it was like an emotion that like, was thrown on a canvas. And then there's stuff that takes years and years or hours and hours and hours and hours and that wanna... doesn't have the same financial depth. I'm just intrigued by like what no, you think about. I, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you for the first time. Um, figurative is on the rise. Okay, oh, it is so... gay. No, I, yes. wasn't, I wasn't asking. I, no. like, there, was, there was no it knowledge is. here. I was I asking you. I think that that... Cool. There, um, there is a very strong group of painters and sculptors who are coming with an amazing the body of work. Is like unreal. Uh, there I feel are, like that when that kind of thing is executed well, it's timeless. It I mean, is something that's very like political or has a message that's very of the moment can get be sensational, and the people all of a sudden are like yes, but. Is it timeless? Is it something that's going to stand the test of time? I mean, a gorgeous, uh, beautifully executed sculpture that like that I've seen Tanya doing. I feel like it's timeless. I feel like it's just going to always be. I'm excited. Beautiful. I'm just excited to continue. I'm excited. Is, I, I, no, I it's just different, really different ways of seeing things because look, anybody who can actually paint a figure and do it well has an enormous talent, right? Yeah, yes. it's talent. And yeah, that's what I'm... I think that we as humans are always connecting to other figures of humans and we want to learn the history. And 
the reason, the only reason why we know how George Washington looked or is how is because of paintings. Yes. Now, nowadays we have photography, so it's a different story. And photography is the I very well and known and appreciated medium in contemporary art. Sure. Uh, I am a hundred percent a believer in figurative with a background too, because I I have, as I mentioned prior the idea of concept and what does it mean is yeah. it just a painting for the sake of a painting of a cute little girl or a woman or a man or does it have a lot more on the back and believe me there are many and i can say thousands of amazing artists painting figures with concept and the mm -hmm. concept ranges from gender issues to race issues to Well, emotional uh, devastation emotional of everything, or whatever. You yeah, know? I mean, that's what I see in, in Tanya's work is and, the emotions. And, and that is why it's so important to be open also for the audience to look at these things. And I think that when you mentioned this idea that you see something that is sensational at the moment and is political... We're going well, I'm not to... saying anything bad about no, that. No, just... no. I, I, I like how you position it because the the timelessness of it, we're not going to be able to evaluate it. True. This is mm. something that is for a hundred years down the line of how this actually impacted a moment and why it was important at that time. But to... But art has the ability to do that. I think in a way, like, because, like, yes, we have television now and everything, you know, and... But... A piece of art could be lasting. It could like capture like okay, what what was 2019 like from this person's perspective? Absolutely. You know, and that and that can always have value. Yes, I, and I also believe in the, what you just said that are things also of the moment that have no staying power, mm -hmm. and that they represent a moment in time that is very fleeting. Right. And it doesn't have the strength to carry on onto future generations, right? right? So, but but with that being said, we're in very fluid times where art has taken a lot of different shapes and a lot of different mediums and we can see everything ranging from the fleeting of a performance that is a piece of art and then it might or might not be recorded on a camera, on a video camera, etc to mega installations that are incredible where you can interact and get swallowed by walls and then turn yourself upside down and that just lasted for one exhibition that was four months or whatever and then it disappears and we don't know anything about that anymore. I'm always right. I'm always so intrigued by that because um my I began like um posing for art from my sister I remember I was like eight years old. She was like George, stand naked against that mirror, I'm going to paint you. And she did these amazing, my sister's very talented, she did these amazing paintings. And then when she graduated her, like, like she did an like a stop frame animation kind of installation. And then it was so great that she ended up getting, like, an exhibition afterwards. So that was, like, a big success, you know. You graduate and you get a, a, a given an exhibition, we got given a space. We made, like, 11 videos for this art art um, installation, gallery, exhibit, whatever. And um, but then like, how do you sell, how do you sell art videos? Like what, you know, it's just like an experience, but it's not, it's just like showing and sharing, but it's not really, you can't really set, set that in the, like maybe you, like now you would just, that was, that was, God, I was, I think I was 16, so. We won't say how long ago that was. Like four years ago, right? <laughs> it was four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Very recently. So for five, five, because I can, I can drink uh, in yes, yeah, legally I'm drinking. Yeah, yeah, we're not um, legally legal now. But it was, but yeah, it was, it was a while ago. And I guess now, if she was doing that, she would probably found a way to like share it on YouTube and do it in like that kind of way because of the social media. So, but like all that stuff, like yeah, it, it's it's amazing. You can, sometimes art exhibits are an experience, and it's not about the money and the selling and the It's just the feeling, and I know that. Yeah. I like as soon as an I immersive walked, art yeah. exhibit, like it, it, some of those things you can't sell. It's it's just like it, it's an it's an immersive. I walked up the steps to the mayor. To I was walking up the steps, and I like and and you guys can't see me, but I have very hairy arms. Polish mother, <laughs> they're blonde, uh, attractive. I think, um, uh, but they like my my hair stood up. Like just the energy, and it just art. Like you can't you can't beat it. Art. 
Uh, whatever we're going through in life and whatever the world's going through and everything, like we always have art and everyone, I, I think everyone should be inspired to express themselves. Yes. Because it really is. It's Beauty will save the world. And Maria yeah. has made her life in it and uh which is which is a lovely it's a lovely calling to have i i i think that's thank you i think it is and i think it is a a privilege to be able to be surrounded by beautiful things and beautiful art and have the ability to have the spark in your brain to think also through everything that this art represents because you're combining a lot of different things for your own enrichment, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're seeing something beautiful, you're experiencing something amazing, you're learning a background or a concept, and you are also connecting the dots, because human beings are always trying to connect the dots. Where Can someone connect my dots, please? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Georgian friends! Well, maybe, maybe the episodes, listen back the next to the episodes of Georgian friends and they'll connect the dots for you. The next um, so. guest has to connect the dots. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking that time. Thanks. She's, She's piecing out now, and and that was I think that was a beautiful yeah. way to end it. And thank yeah. you so much for being here. It's thank such you. a pleasure to meet you. And it's uh, likewise, it's so nice to meet such a a beautiful human that's Aww. also artistic and and open and emotional, but then ridiculously intelligent. There, yeah. was, there was moments where I had to go, Georgie, pay attention. She's talking, <laughs> she's me, talking too fast. I can't. For me, what, the privilege of doing this with Georgie is that I get to meet like new friends. Me too. I get to meet you. Now we're friends. <laughs> yes, she's not me. your friend. She's mine. Well, I'm okay. I'm then there's always I'm that joking, I'm joking. <laughs> No, I know. I know. I know. Um, um, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Come back next week when we will have someone to, else. And we're going to see Mariano, my favorite bartender at the Tuscany, which is That's right. our, our, our next sponsor. Presently Thank in New York. You. Yes, the Tuscany. You know what? They really have to. Like, the Tuscany. <laughs> the Tuscany St. Giles. You guys, Thank it's you for stop making free apps for people. <laughs> Bye. Bye.